Welcome to the Meek Medic Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Suresh Kawadka. I'm a GP and lifestyle physician, and I'm a practicing carnivore. I've had great success myself and with patients by following a carnivore diet, and I want to spread the word about how to achieve optimal health through diet, nutrition, and lifestyle changes. Well, today I'm joined by my very special guest, Dr. Avi Charlton. Uh, graduating from Melbourne University in 2000, Dr. Charlton has over 20 years experience as a doctor and is the founder of the Melbourne Low Carb Clinic, a GP specialist clinic promoting healthy nutrition and lifestyle through video and face-to-face -face consultations. Dr. Charlton has extensive education in the low carb space, having studied with Low Carb Down Under, Nutrition Network, Diet Doctor, and additional training in the Australia Australasian College of Nutrition and Environmental Medicine. Dr. Charlton is also an accredited metabolic health practitioner with the Society of Metabolic Health Practitioners, SMHP. On top of this, Dr. Charlton is a dedicated mother to her two children and has recently completed two marathons whilst personally following a low-carb lifestyle. Welcome, Dr. Charlton. Thank you for having me, Suresh. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so I guess uh, the first thing I want to ask is really how did you get into low-carb nutrition, low-carb health in the first place? Um, so about six years ago, my I started to join a gym and I wanted to get fit. My, start, my kids started to get a bit bigger and I can leave them alone a bit more often with my husband. So I wanted to get fit. I joined the gym and um, the gym had a eight-week body transformation challenge so i thought yeah i'll give it a go so the trainer had to put on a spreadsheet on what i had to do with my food so i had to eat so much protein so much carbs so much uh, fat and um, i had to have three meals a day and a little bit of snack in between turns out that um, this is the high protein low carb diet and after eight weeks, I lost the weight that I wanted. I lost about four kilos, 4% 4 body fat. And that's about mm. the amount of fat that I wanted to lose because I didn't really have that much to lose. But also I was quite happy and I gained strength. I gained muscle. And um, so I started to look into nutrition as a general practice. I had been a GP for about over, so about 20 years already. I just practiced normal GP and um, didn't really pay attention to nutrition. But um, after this eight-week body transformation challenge that I did with my gym, I saw there was a low-carb down under event, which was a dedicated weekend course for doctors and uh, health professions. So there was dietitians and uh, specialists that came along and that was 2019. So mm. after that, I decided that I'm going to start up my own low-carb program and I designed my program. People can join in for eight weeks and they can come in to see me for weekly um, touch base. I work in a bulk billing clinic so people can come and go and they can come in as often as, I like, as they like. Um, so there are good results and some people will drop out and they don't come back. So I continue to look into the low-carb nutrition and learn more and I keep practicing within my normal general practice and um, I do get great results. Some mm. of the, some people will lose 
many kilos and reverse the diabetes when they pay attention to me. Some people don't pay attention and they just drop <laughs> out and do whatever. <laughs> and some people don't come back for many months and they come back and they have tremendous results. Mm. So um, it's quite variable. Mm. Yes. Now, I mean, I've I found very similar. Um, I've got one patient who I think I had uh, one consultation with um, I'd said, look, you know, you've now got diabetes, uh, pretty bad. His HbA1c was was ten point six, if I recall. I'll hopefully be having him on the show later, actually, um, to give his side of the story. Um, and I pretty much just had one consult with him, and 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 he said, right, yep, I'm going to do it. Uh, come back in three months, and uh, you know, he actually wanted me to present him uh, a few weeks later at Low Carb Down Under, and I said, might might be a little bit, little bit soon. Uh, but no, he came back, you know, got in touch with me two and a half months later, um, had basically cured his diabetes. HbA1c is uh, 5.6 now. Fantastic. Um, two and a half months later. And it was for one consultation. Uh, it's just just amazing. He completely took on board everything I'd said, which was great. Yes. Um, so, yeah, interesting. You said there that you, you really started in the low carb space uh, personally. That's uh, right. Rather yes. than professionally. Uh, and that's very, very similar story to mine, almost identical, yes. say for a few years. Yep. Um, I, you know, done low carb myself, never really attributed it to health. And then kind of found the low carb down under group um, on Facebook. And that just started me on my journey, really. I mean, almost exactly the same story. Exactly. Um, absolutely. Yes. And then, of course, going to low carb down under, which is a great conference if anyone listening watching gets the chance to go it's open to the public as well yes. um and and, and I, I had a great time this year just gone speaking to people members of the public uh they were it was it was great seeing other you know non-healthcare professionals really taking an interest in in their own health which i thought was was amazing absolutely yeah i was there too i didn't really speak to you but i was there for the three days in gold coast that was fantastic yeah, no, I kind of uh, didn't get a chance to speak to to many people, unfortunately, but uh, I was trying to just yeah take everything in. Um, very interesting that you said, again, you your experience with low carb really started with yourself. Um, and this is a common thing that we see with doctors, mm. uh, especially in the nutrition space outside of, of core teaching is their own experiments and then starting to realize, oh, hang on, yeah, maybe there's something in this. And then, you know, taking it forward. Um, I wanted to ask you. You mentioned there, of course, that uh, some people come in, they they lose weight. Some people cure their chronic illnesses. Mm. What's your experience of of why people come to see you for low carb nutrition? Is it for weight loss, or is it more for chronic diseases, or is it is it for both? It's more for weight loss. Almost everybody coming in is for weight loss. Um, most people aren't really educated about chronic diseases yet. But then the more I talk to them about it, the more I introduce that there could be many things that low carb can help. Then they start to look into it and then quite often I can convince them to try low carb because of the chronic diseases. And uh, such as some um, people with um, gout, they just think it's gout, they just need their medication and they don't really know what it's caused by and they don't really put think about nutrition. Um, but then I point out gout is the metabolic 
disorder, their body's not working properly,、mm. then they point、mm. out, I point out that this is all related to your nutrition. And、uh, quite often I can convince them to give, look at nutrition, look at weight loss, improving their metabolic health. And、um, yeah, that's how the lifestyle gets changed. So,、mm. the, yeah, I actually saw quite a few couple of gals yesterday. Hopefully, those people can look into the nutrition and change their lifestyle. <laughs> those aren't people in、yes. the low carb clinic. Yes, no, hopefully. And, and do you find most people do follow the advice that you give, or, or do you find there's still hesitation from patients? Yeah, very variable. <laughs> yes, variable. Some people take it on board. And when I say sugar, soft drinks, they all know it's bad. But then when I say、um, the bread, potato, pasta, fruit, they are all, if it's too much, it's still not so good. Then they keep, they, they feel out, or they're missing out, or they're the good stuff. I can't give up、mm. the bread. So it's quite variable how people take it up. Yes, now I've, I've found similar. You talk to them about added sugar, and I mean, oh, yes, yes, I don't, I don't need adding added sugar. That's easy to give up.、Um, you talk to them about bread and pasta, potatoes, and suddenly they're, oh, oh no, hang, no, 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 no. This, this is all sounding a, bit, a, bit, a little bit too much then. That's right,、um, yes. Even, even if they're very keen you know, to, to lose weight and to, to get healthy, there is still. That kind of just hesitation from some people, I find. Absolutely.、Uh, you're, obviously, yes. you're obviously finding the same.、Um, Absolutely. Do you follow any particular、um, like、uh, macros? People always talk about macros with, 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 you know, with diets. Do you,、uh, do you make or do you kind of advise people to go properly low carb, like you know, less than 70 maybe grams of, of, of sugar a day? Or do you, do you start with a softer approach?、Um, You know, just, just trying to chip away and go lower carbohydrate first. What, what's, what's your take on yeah, that? Yeah, it really depends on where the patient is at. It's、um, very different with everybody. I usually try to make sure they try to eat real food first. So I talk about protein. Protein is the king, prioritize the protein. Most people don't realize that they don't eat enough protein and they.、Um, They don't, they're not prioritizing their nutrition, they're not getting enough good foods. So, optimize the protein first, and then I try to meet them where they're at. Some people can't, they just get overwhelmed if I tell them to go low carb all together. So, some people just need to have slow steps and reduce the cereal and the bread first, and then they might have to keep the fruit. They said they can't keep. Get, get rid of the fruit yet.、Um, it, it, yeah, it all depends on where the patient is at and how they want to go. Sometimes、mm. people want to go all in and、um, they just give up the carbs. They have a couple of weeks of keto flu and、um, they feel much better after. They're all motivated. They are happy to put up with the keto flu. So that's great. But then、mm. last week I had a Quite a, quite an overweight lady. She just gets overwhelmed. She was worried before she was coming in that she can't do what I'm going to tell her to do. So I gave her a p- 
plan and this plan is just for the two weeks so we're going to give up cereal we're just going to work on breakfast just giving up carbs for breakfast and we're going to optimize protein mm. that's the only thing i've changed for the two weeks so i just don't want to overwhelm her and let, get mm. her she she's gonna stop doing this and not come back to me if i overwhelm her so yes. yeah it really depends mm. and do you find people do you find they respond well to that approach sometimes and do they do they get do they see benefits in just taking out say for example just carb low carbs for breakfast do you do they see any benefits in doing it that way I think so, yeah. I think it's more the mindset that they're slowly easing into it and they feel like they're in control and they can do small steps and they're not feeling overwhelmed. So yeah, absolutely. So they might feel a little bit more energy. Sometimes just reducing some carbs can help them lose a little bit of weight and get less bloated and feel a bit more energy, even if mm. they don't go all in. So I think small steps is fine for a lot of people, but um, surely the more carbs you drop, the more results you get. So mm. yeah, variable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so obviously you started your own clinic, uh, well, last year now, and mm. uh, I know I, you spoke at uh, Low Carb Down Under 2022, which I attended, um, which is what started me on my carnivore journey, but we can come back to that. Uh, and it was it was a great you know presentation that you that you made. Um, what made you decide to open your own clinic in the end? Because I know you were running it out of this this other clinic you were working in. What yes. made you go that extra step and and say right this is this is what I want to do now? Yeah, yeah. So August twenty twenty two one morning, I woke up on a Sunday morning and I talked to the husband next to me and I said, not really happy with what I'm doing in the bulk building clinic, not getting a lot of results and people aren't that motivated. They're not sure. I'm just treating lots of coughs and colds as well as whatever comes in. And I wanted to have my own project and wanted to have my own space and clinic. So I started to plan it from then, from August, and I tossed and turned and see, was thinking if I should go out and start on my own or if I should talk to the boss and get his help. And um, mm. I thought if I should go to multiple places and do one day a week here, one day a week there. Um, so after a week or so, I decided that I was going to talk to my existing boss and get him to help me so I don't have to have the difficulties of setting up the physical practice and the computer system and receptionist. Mm all those logistics. So I told him that that's what I wanted is um, start with one day a week, start the low carb clinic and this is what I want and he can help me or he doesn't have to. <laughs> so he, yeah, he said um, he will help me because otherwise I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so after, in two months time, him and I and the practice manager set up this low carb clinic in the same location. In he gave me an outside room. I decorated the room that I wanted. I ordered furniture and he helped me set up furnish the room, which is in a different room than I what I normally am. 
and um, I still use the existing medical software computer system. I use the existing receptionist. I marketed myself with a different clinic name, Melbourne Low Carb Clinic. I set up mm. all the marketing computer, uh, not not com- not the computer, but email system, um, social media as Melbourne Low Carb Clinic. And um, so, I but I only work one day a week to begin with. And um, but from from February onwards, so next week, mm. I've started uh, another morning in a week. So one and a mm. half days a week from February onwards. Yes, yeah. I saw you were doing two days a week now. Obviously, yeah. there's there's interest. I mean, this brings me really to my next question: is is how much interest is there in in low carb medicine? I know how many people I get coming in wanting to talk about it, but uh, uh, I was wondering your experience. You obviously enough to put on another day as well so yeah there's certainly interest then people want to lose weight people want to gain health and um people who are coming into the melbourne low carb clinic they know what they're gonna get into they know what i'm going to talk about is nutrition lifestyle and they're actually prepared to change and they get results i've had someone i've had two ladies who had tremendous results three months so they started when i started in october Three months later, they've lost 10 kilos. Wow. So, yeah, I think this paid clinic, they get people the result because they are motivated. They get the instructions. I write them out a plan. So, yeah, I think Mm. there's absolutely interest. Then Mm. there are other people who are low-carb already and they want help to look at the blood tests, make sure they're doing right, make sure they're not doing anything wrong. They're not getting mm. the help from their other doctor. And they just want to make sure their health is not damaged by doing low carb and they want reassurance or they want further testing. And mm. I can help them with that. And that's really motivating because they have done the work and I've seen their result. They're telling me they've had results. And... Um, they just want me to reassure them and i said yep you're doing great but i can offer you tests to make sure your cholesterol is not clogging your arteries i can get you this special test called the ldl subfraction then we can further mm. look at the subtypes of ldls that their normal doctor isn't familiar with organizing and mm. i get them the calcium artery scores and um, they see that their scores is good and then I reassure them they can just come in every six months to touch base with me or they can come in every few years to get a calcium score. And those people are great to deal with as well, even though they're not coming in that often. So, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm totally enjoying this low-carb clinic because these people are either listening to me or they're speaking the same language as I'm mm. speaking. So yeah, very rewarding practice, much more rewarding than the bot billing coughs and colds. And then I've got to convince them with changing the lifestyle, nutrition. Yes, I mean, you, you mentioned bulk billing a few times. And uh, mm. I mean, hopefully, they're, they're, I know some do- doctors are listening to this podcast and, and watching the videos. Um, bulk billing is something I, I didn't necessarily want to, to get too much into today and, and, and bore people necessarily. And, and if you're outside Australia listening to this, you wouldn't necessarily know what we're talking about. But uh, bulk billing is when you uh, assign the Medicare rebate for the patient 
for the consultation. You take that as full payment. So you're not charging any extra fees on top. Um, do you find that there is a difference between bulk billing and bed fee paying? Do you, do you think that people take it more seriously if they're paying fees? Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because the apps, yeah, absolutely. The bulk billing people, they just want to come in and they want something and they get it and they're happy. So they want their medication mm. or they want their coughs and colds checked or they want a medical certificate. So occasionally I do have some people who really want to change their lifestyle and improve their health and they're ill or they have something going wrong. But mm. a lot of people aren't as motivated as the paid clinic. The paid clinic, the people, they know that they have to do the work. They know that um, I'm giving them advice. I give them a plan and they, they, are, they know what they're getting into. So mm. they're much more motivated to improve their lifestyle. I think there's a big, big difference there. Sorry, my daughter's just run into the room. Oh, okay, that's all right. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be people out there listening to this podcast and watching it saying, um, you know, oh, yes, yeah, look, it's easy, you know, charge money and so forth. But, you know, they're struggling with, with people they're not wanting to pay or, or so on. Um, do you think that people are out there, do you think there's enough people out there willing to pay for that good service if if it's on offer? rather than just sticking to bulk billing doctors? Do you think people are willing to, to, to pay money if they're getting the service? I think so. I think, yeah, absolutely, yes. Certainly, um, there is places for there is a place for bulk billing service as well for some people who are really struggling. So some people who are struggling and they are really motivated to change then I, I'm still happy to see them in the bot billing clinic and um, they might just need to come more often or they might need a bit more frequent um, visits and um, they might need to book in for a longer consultation. But um, mm. I think, the, the, yes, the paid clinic is um, so get, getting much more re results in general. Yeah, interesting. So, so you still work in the bulk billing clinic as well? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just transitioning. I, I, didn't I can't. That's right. So one and a half days in the uh, low carb clinic, and then the mm. other days is bulk billing. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize you were still doing both. Actually. So. Yeah, doing both. Do you, cause... do you find? Sorry, carry on. Yeah, you're all right. Um, do you find that there's uh, pushback? If you see people in the bulk billing clinic and then suggest they come and see you in the paid clinic, do you find there's any pushback against that? Very occasionally, yes. But a lot of people are reasonable and they understand that um, if they want a longer consultation with better service and more information along a, a paid clinic is reasonable. So a lot of people mm. say, yes, that's reasonable. Yep, I understand mm. that. Yes. <laughs> What's it what's it been like running your own clinic? It's I've learned a lot. It's more not it's more the non-medical side of things. So the non-medical side of thing is mm -hmm. about marketing, emails and um, uh, advertising marketing myself. I'm trying to get my name out there so people can find me and 
So I get more um, bookings and I'm trying to build up my bookings so I can do more the low-carb clinic and less of the normal general Mm. practice. So, yeah, that's been tricky with trying to get myself out there and market and emails and social media and learning how to do that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if anyone out there, go follow Dr. Avi on on social media, help her out. Um, (laughs) So um, how have you how have you seen low carb help your patients? We touched obviously on weight loss. Uh, You mentioned, of course, type two diabetes. Um, Has there been anything else, any other ways that you've seen low carb medicine help uh, people either metabolically, physically or, or even mentally with their mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Many, many things. Um, With the female, uh, the polycystic ovarian syndrome is the common one. There's been uh, two or three ladies that has gone low carb and um, struggling with fertility for many, many years. And um, there was a lady who was quite overweight. She went low carb, only lost a little bit of weight and her periods came back. After 10 years of struggling with not having her baby, she fell pregnant Mm. and now her baby's maybe two or something. Yeah, so fantastic (laughs) result. Just she didn't see me that often, but she I had a picture on the wall of my low carb plate. She kept thinking about that low carb plate with the chicken and the veggies. And um, she came back another day and said, I keep thinking about that picture. And her, she lost maybe only a few kilos. Her period came back and fall pregnant. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, what, what a gift to give someone. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I had another lady who, yeah, she wasn't overweight at all, but she had polycystic ovarian syndrome and um, her period was all over the place. I told her to clean up her diet and I don't think she lost much weight and she fell pregnant as well. So those stories just so rewarding. Oh, for sure. I mean, if anyone's yeah. wondering how um, PCOS, can you explain how PCOS is helped by a low carb diet? Yeah, Anyone so PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Quite, um, quite often, these ladies have um, irregular periods. They can have uh, o- uh, overweight facial hair and um, they can develop all these cysts in the ovaries so it's to do with um i think it's too much estrogen is that right uh testosterone testosterone yes so it's imbalance of the hormones um so with reducing the testosterone they can um get their uh hormones a bit more balanced and then they can get their periods a bit more regular. They lose some weight with um, eating low carb, and then the the periods come back. It's amazing. Mm. No, it's truly amazing. I mean, if anyone wants to delve into the science around it uh, briefly, it's uh, often in because of hyperinsulinemia, high insulin levels, which then inhibit testosterone conversion to estrogen. Um, so by reducing carbohydrates, you can reduce insulin levels which can improve your estrogen production from testosterone. Um, but it, as you said, I mean, I've seen patients as well, you know, struggling for, for two, three, four years to get pregnant. 
um, gone on to low carb and then the next week they come back pregnant. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just... Next week? It's, well, maybe not quite that quick, but <laughs> soon. <laughs> it's, 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 it's incredible. It really is. Um, have you seen any, any benefits for people with their mental health? Because that's something that a lot of people struggle with nowadays. And it, it used to be when I was in medical school, um, it was estimated one in four GP consultations was for mental health. Uh, mm. I think by the time I'd, I'd graduated and became a GP, it was one in three, maybe. I mean, I probably estimate it's one in two almost now. Mm, um, yeah. A lot of people, you know, struggling with this. Um, I think I read a statistic, something like 30% of all children are on antidepressant tablets. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I mean, it's scary to wow. think that it could even possibly be be true. Maybe adolescents, perhaps it was, not children, but... Um, do you see low carb helping people's mental health at all? I see some improvement, but not really dramatic changes. Um, mm -hmm. I've had had people that uh, tell me after they've gone low carb that they took themselves off antidepressant and they've gone much better. Mm. Um, with making mental health plans, I routinely tell them to clean up the diet and eat healthy, less sugar, processed foods, and less carbs. So I routinely do that, develop it when I write a mental health plan. Mm. So, yeah, but not like dramatic dramatic changes on, in mental health yet. I have yeah, just read, um, yeah, I have just read um, Chris Palmer's book on brain energy. So that's an amazing book on mental health and ketogenic low-carb diet. I'm going to really push and prescribe more on mm, I've, for people I've not read it but I've well. yeah I've not read it but I've certainly heard uh, that it's a really good book and, uh, mm. and some people have I know have, have, have sent me his lectures and so forth I think he's, I think he's got a YouTube channel I believe as well um, mm. and uh, yeah yeah I mean I've, I see a lot of benefit in people's mental health I do think it is relative to the amount of carbohydrates you're still eating though and I mm. see more benefits with keto than I do with low carb, for example, okay. uh, which is which is interesting. Uh, you mentioned there a few times that you see patients who maybe are either not happy with their usual doctor, or maybe perhaps disillusioned, um, or just wanting a you know a second opinion. Mm. Uh, do you feel that 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 you know doctors out there are not giving people appropriate advice, or that they should? you know, be learning more into nutrition, um, or, you know, and what, what do you think is the, is the answer to that? If you, if you think that. Yeah, I really think the doctors should be learning more about nutrition. I certainly feel so much better. And in my practice, in my, um, professional practice, that it's much more rewarding and, um, everything is linked to nutrition coming to medical a lot of medical conditions so i think the doctors mm. should really pay much much more attention to learning about nutrition and what's good food what's not so good and um even the studies and the science and looking at blood tests cholesterols and um, inflammatory markers all those things mm. How much nutrition education did you get in medical school? Not much at all. <laughs> yeah, I think Can't I got really zero. remember. <laughs> yeah, maybe biochemistry. What I can 
remember it's maybe a page on what's polyunsaturated yeah. fat, what's saturated fat, and I keep remembering saturated fat is bad. So that's about all I remember. Yeah, I think I think my my nutritional training, all I can remember anyway, was you know carbohydrates are four cal- four calories, fat is nine, and protein is four as well, and that's pretty much the uh, the end of my nutrition training as far as I can remember. So I think yes. it's a bit scary that, mm. that doctors are expected to help people on nutrition, Absolutely. but really given no no real education on it. Um, well, what's the best? Because you've obviously done a number of extra, um, you know, self-taught you know, mm. kind of education pathways there. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that, again, a lot of people don't understand as doctors, you know, we have to actually go out and and and, and find these things, uh, and then study them and and pay for them. Mm. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of That's money right. mm. to actually learn these extra things. Um, if you, anyone you know out there is listening, any doctors, I mean, do you have any advice for them as to where a good place to look actually is for this extra nutritional training? I know you've done a number of things there. Um. First of all, I can totally understand why doctors don't want to look into it. So so I don't want patients to blame the doctors for not knowing a lot of things because doctors are busy people. We have lives, we have kids, and we've still, I've got housework and cooking, everything that I have to do. So please don't blame the doctors for not going into um, these extra uh teachings because they might have a different interest a lot of doctors have a interest in skin excision or different things or cosmetic surgery i happen to develop a a nutrition interest but these are there's lots of other specialties or subspecialties that doctors do so i don't want patients or general public to be blaming the doctors for not going into all this extra learning but um Mm. i think it's great if a doctor can look into it and um, first look into the importance of nutrition and how it contributes to chronic diseases and link them together and try and talk to patients at least to prioritize their nutrition and uh, at least give up sugar and processed food will be the, the minimal to improve our health. But um, mm. there's lots of courses. So low carb down under. If you just listen to a few YouTube's, that's lo- so much information out there. Just looking at low carb down under YouTube channel without paying any money. But um, I did talks on Nutrition Network, and that is um, fantastic resource. It, it they are a bit more expensive and need to spend money. But um, for the doctors who wants to go into this. Um, interest I think it's well worth it and certainly made my practice so much more rewarding Mm. yeah I mean financially as well of course uh, which is which is nice for you Um, I'll I'll put links in uh, the description to all of these uh, sites that Dr Charlton's mentioning of course and the low carb down under you know YouTube channel and so forth and it's a great absolutely great resource as well um, and there's lots of low carb groups out there, Facebook low carb down under, for example, um, which uh, they're open to, to doctors who they're not necessarily having to do low carb themselves, just interested in this space just to get some education and training, which is fantastic. Um, so other than, than low carb, 
what else are you kind of working on in your life at the moment? Uh, I've been looking on your your Instagram and Facebook and you're doing a lot of training. Um, <laughs> t- tell us about what's going on there. Yeah, I've been a runner. So I, I run a lot anyway for the last few years because it gets me out of the house and the kid's not nagging me. <laughs> so I've done a, a couple of um, marathons in the last three years. But... Um, mm. Uh, and I run lots and lots of marathons just to get out there and get a sense of achievement. And um, so recently I've gathered with three other ladies who are all low carb. Uh, we're training for Oxfam 100 kilometer hike, walk. So, wow. yeah, so just today we've trained for seven hours hiking in the mountains with big hills. It was so beautiful. It wasn't that hot. It was a beautiful day. We got out into the ferns and nature and we chatted and we were quiet sometimes. So um, it's great to connect with other like-minded people, the, the tribe that we have the same interest and in. we talk about low-carb, we talk about um, coaching people, mental health. Uh, I talked about depression, uh, mental health with uh, low-carb. So that's great to talk about all these things. And um, mm. so we're trying to train for this Oxfam 100 kilometer in end of March. We're thinking it might take us over 24 hours of walking. We're going to mm. have five stops in between. The stops is probably 15, 20 minutes each to get some food. And we've got a support crew to bring us food or change of shoes or change of clothes. Um, so we've got all this to plan for and ask the support crew what they what we need from them. So it's mm. a lot of a logistic planning, which I'm actually loving all this <laughs> planning of <Yes>. events. <laughs> yeah, Very I mean, 100 kilometers, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I've seen some of the pictures of, of your training. I mean, uh, this morning you posted, I think, some pictures up on your Facebook profile. I mean, it, the, the scenery is just stunning. Uh, yes, that was last Sunday. jealous, yeah. Yeah, so that's last was Sunday. It? I oh, trained yeah. five hours by myself because yeah. I, we couldn't meet up with the team. But today we did it together and I haven't posted it yet, but we will, I'll post up right. some photos from today. Yeah, and you're doing <laughs> low carb yourself, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. How do you find uh, doing low carb and and training? Uh, did you run your previous marathons whilst you were low carb as well? I did my first marathon twenty nineteen. I wasn't. I was more uh, low carb, and then I would eat a little bit more carbs before a long run. So not re- totally in twenty nineteen, mm. but last year in twenty not last year twenty twenty one. I did my second marathon. I was totally low carb, no more carb loading, um, high protein, and um, electrolytes and fasting most of the training. When I'm training, I don't have breakfast beforehand. And I, most of the time I don't eat right. during the um, run. And I feel fine. So, yeah, mm. no carb, totally can do it. There you go, guys. Low carb marathon runner, Dr. Avi Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's something that I, I see coming up a lot um, about carbs and exercise. And of course, the traditional teaching is for people to carb load. 
Um, so it's really it's really interesting to hear that you, you didn't need to to carb load. Did you find there was a difference between doing those two marathons, one low carb, one not low carb? Was there a difference in how you managed it? Um, it was a little bit different because training was different. So it's not not really because of the nutrition. Because the second marathon we trained for a bit longer because of lockdown. We had extended lockdown in twenty twenty one. Right, of course that big big thing that everybody uh, knows about. Um, That's the pandemic. right. So yes, but um, um, with low carb, yeah. Um, initial initially people can get more tired. It takes a few weeks or up to one a couple of months for people to transition from glucose fueling to fat fueling so when the people are transitioning to be fat fueled they the performance can certainly be affected they can be more tired and they can't exercise as much as they used to but um once they're fat fueled quite often they feel like they're not hungry they can concentrate a bit better and they have more energy they don't hit the wall and uh, they don't need the constant glucose gels that the usual runner will need sometimes the glucose Mm. gels can cause a bit of gut problem as well with diarrhea Mm. so quite often people just do the gel and put up with the diarrhea and run the marathon all at the same time when they're glucose burning. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not you don't really want diarrhea when you're running a marathon, do you? So No, whereas Gosh. when you're fat fueled, you can burn your own fat. So some people mm. say, "Oh, I don't really have that much fat to burn because they they're not overweight and they're exercising." But um these people still have lots and lots of reserve. So even though you're not overweight, you can still burn fat and the fat can make you last mm. very long. I actually this That's morning. Right, I, I mean, yeah. Carry on, yeah. Yeah, so this morning I trained for seven hours and I didn't eat a thing before or during and I wasn't hungry at all. Mm. <laughs> but it's amazing, hopping into isn't it? The, yeah, yeah. But hopping into the car I was hungry when I went back into the <laughs> car after seven hours. So I had yeah. some beef bars. That's right. I mean, it's amazing if you think about, so I think I cover this in my upcoming uh, episode on intermittent fasting, but, um, uh, you know, the average human has around 600 grams of scores, stored carbohydrates uh, in glycogen, muscle glycogen, and the liver, which is around two and a half thousand calories, roughly. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the average fat stores of a person is but if i just go on my personal fat stores i've probably got about 17 maybe 15 to 17 kilos of fat stored you know that's something like 150,000 calories i mean it's it's like you know what 75 70 75 times as much um that you can just tap into if you're fat adapted uh or for fat fueling uh you know to just to just not even even uh, need that that glucose at all which is incredible um, you mentioned intermittent fasting. I mean, that's something that I wanted to to ask you. Um, do you uh, you obviously do some fasting yourself? Um, how have you found that with with low carb? Do you find it's a problem, or does it does it pair very well? It certainly pairs very well because low carb, when you're eating lots of protein and healthy fat, you're not hungry anymore. So, um, 
I'm actually getting better at it. Whereas even last year, I was quite often having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I eat three meals a day. But、um, just in the last two months, I have started to get better with not eating breakfast, and I'm getting less hungry. So maybe I'm just training my muscle, fasting muscle, a little bit better. So I start my first meal at lunchtime, and I、mm. eat a dinner, two meals a day, and、uh, it's much better in terms of lifestyle. I'm rushing out of the house, get to work, drop kids off. Then I don't need to worry about cooking a breakfast. So yeah, so、mm. and I don't feel hungry, and、um, I'm not.、Um, I can still work and can concentrate. Whereas when I was glucose filled. Um, not many years ago, I was hangry and angry. By the time ten or eleven o'clock, I just wanted to have lunch, even with eating a a breakfast. So yeah,、mm. much more stable in terms of my mood and energy, and、um, not hungry at all. Yeah, I mean, I've found the same. I mean, for、uh, sometimes I'll, I'll just skip lunch as well and just eat dinner if I'm if I'm not hungry. And I found the same, you know, with three kids just rushing out of the house in the morning. It's so much easier to not have to worry about making yourself breakfast, and and then and you don't get that mid morning slump. And it's it's、mm. fascinating.、Uh, you know, you just can kind of go through and、uh, and and not feel hang hungry, angry, you know, hungry, etc. Um, do you teach?、Uh, do you advise your patients to do intermittent fasting as well as the low carb? Yes, absolutely. Yep, that's all goes hand in hand. I tell them、mm. you eat when you're hungry, and、um, th- sometimes they can have longer fasts. Sometimes twenty four hour fasts. Sometimes three meals a day. Sometimes just changing up a bit can help with shifting their if they get. Got a bit stuck with weight loss, but yeah,、mm. absolutely. I've got, had fantastic results with、um, intermittent fasting. Yeah, I mean, it, it really works so well. It really does. I used to think it was just just a fad,、um, but、uh, it, it's really not. It really does work.、Um, have you ever done any longer fasts, like you know, two day, three day fasts? I haven't myself <laughs> because usually, even up to last year, I was three meals a day person. And I haven't needed、right. to lose extra weight anymore, so I haven't bothered to do two or three day fast. No. No, fair enough. Fair enough. It's surprisingly easy. I've done a few myself.、Oh, okay.、Um, I've done a fourteen day fast once. That was that was、oh、interesting. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I, I kind of、uh, you know I speak about it in in my other episodes, my journey, but.、Um, Uh, yeah, I remember the first time a patient came in saying, you know, they wanted to do a seven-day fast. I mean, my like traditional medical brain just kind of exploded and,、mm, and was just,、yep. you know, this, this is just absolutely bonkers. And there's me then doing a fourteen-day fast down the line. But oh my god,、um, I, I think heard that story after, in the previous podcast. Yeah, I mean, after seven days, I really don't think there's much there's that much benefit. But、um, it's surprising that you just you're just not even hungry. It's it's quite surprising actually. But.、Um, Um, uh, you, of course, have got got two kids, and I've got I've got three kids as well.、Um, do your kids follow a low carb diet? Do you kind of teach low carb at home as well as in the clinic, or or, or do you just kind of let your kids eat, eat whatever? Yeah,、uh, they're a bit sick of me because I do talk low carb a lot, and they know what I do, and they know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, so me talking and them following is two different things. <laughs> yep. I make yep. them eat. 
protein and then sometimes some carps come in and I do give them uh, potatoes and root vegetables and corn and they do have a little bit of bread but so they're not really strict low carb they're probably glucose burners but um, it's I think it's progression over perfection and I think they they're mm. okay they're metabolically healthy so hopefully they can understand what I teach the older boy is um, a, a 14 year old and um, he's getting some teaching from school about um, nutrition and uh, sometimes he comes back mm. and asks me what his teacher is teaching and what I am teaching so I'm telling him <laughs> what the difference is and what he should pay attention to and what the teacher might teach so he's getting it okay. but he's still liking his fruit and bread so yeah no, but i prioritize enough. protein they have to eat their protein yeah what uh what are the what are the schools teaching then <laughs> schools down in melbourne what are they what are they teaching they're teaching that they need eat need to eat the vegetables and they need to eat the grains and they need to eat whole grains lots of whole grains right. and lots of vegetables and fruit <laughs> mm. Yes. Well, of course, this is predominantly a carnivore podcast, so uh, my listeners will will know my thoughts on on those. But um, <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, you know, the the uh, the schools are teaching what what they're what they're told to teach. You know, they don't really have much choice in it, and these are the government guidelines here in Australia. So that's right. Um, yes. Do you think do, is there any confusion there with with your kids? Then what the school's teaching them and what you're teaching them, and who do they tend to side with? I've told them about all this that they they will be confused. <laughs> so I think yeah. um, my big boy is well aware that this is what is coming already. Whereas my little boy is eleven, so he's he's just thinks mum's annoying. <laughs> so he <laughs> so he's not yep. really understanding, <laughs> and he yeah, he no, likes his sweets. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully yeah, he'll come no. he'll come back he'll come to it. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, kids can get away with it, I think, a little bit. So, mm. um, I mean, that's this has all been been fascinating. And it's been great to talk to you today, Dr. Charlton. I really appreciate you coming on my channel today. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention briefly? Um, I just want to mention that I, am, I do online courses as well. So um, I've just finished a four-week, 28 days course group and those people I've had about 20 people signed up those people have had great results they get um, weekly lessons and talks that recorded by me and they get all aspects of lifestyle and nutrition recorded in this talk in in the course and um, I'm gonna start a new course which is an eight-week course starting to be launched from tomorrow so people can sign up and they can get fortnightly zoom sessions and they can get in touch with me and learn about nutrition and lifestyle so yeah that's another thing that i'm doing is online courses so we can reach more people and people can be more uh, more uh, uh, coaching accountability support with um, fortnightly sessions by myself and other group members give a lot of support as well yeah, so yeah, wow. that's well, what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, make sure you send me the link for that. I can put it in the description for the uh for the for the episode. 
Um, how can people find you, social media, your website, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very active in the socials on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. So my Facebook is Dr. Charlton Low Carb GP. I've also got Melbourne Low Carb Clinic on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is the same, Dr. Charlton Low Carb GP and uh, Melbourne, Melbourne Low Carb Clinic. So I've got two channels on both Facebook and Instagram. And uh, LinkedIn is just AV Charlton. I've also got YouTube. YouTube is um, uh, AV Charlton as well. And um, I've, I do have Twitter, but I haven't used it much. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, so that that's it. But the online courses, all the links to get the online courses is on my website. The website is www mlcclinic.com.au so that's the Melbourne Low Carb Clinic website yeah perfect I'll make sure to put a link in the uh, description there I saw you've got a a, a, a course uh, coming up actually which is just sold out face to face which is amazing um, I think you had 60 uh, 60 uh, spaces which have all sold that's right yeah so this is a event that I've organized the second time the first time I did it at the end of October, and I that was for free. I've given out about 50 tickets. This time mm. I've sold 60 tickets, and it's only $30 each. So mm. I've got six people, including myself, to do talks. So there's six talks in total. I've got Peter Bruckner, Daniel Velado, Darren Graham. Darren's lost about 100 kilos. Um, Tracy McBeath is wow. fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tracy McBeath is the fantastic the health and healing coach. And uh, Gillian Harvey is um, uh, a nutritionist who's got lots of lots of knowledge on nutrition. Um, I'll just explain. Daniel Velado is a health and health coach and my running coach. So he's got young kids as well. He's going to talk about family life and low carb and um, uh, exercise. Uh, he runs Sugar by Half for Dr. Peter Bruckner. And uh, Peter Bruckner is coming as well, which he is uh, the guru of low carb mm. in um, Australia. So um, I've got all these people yeah. coming. These, these talks are sold out, but I am going to package all of the, these talks recorded version into a course. This course is just $30 and people can buy it as an online version, as a yeah. recorded version. So yeah, I'm still selling them for $30. Yeah, fantastic. Well, make sure you send me a link for that and I can put that in the description as well. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Charlton. This has been really great talking to you. Uh, it's fantastic to speak to a fellow low carb doctor um, we don't get to talk to each other really anywhere near enough as doctors. You know, we're all just doing our own thing and it's really nice to just have a have an hour. I apologize if anyone can hear my kids screaming in the background through this whole episode. Um, it's been really great talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, guys, go check out Dr. Abby Charlton if you're down in Melbourne. Um, go see her to look at weight loss and, uh, and low carb health and nutrition for chronic diseases. Otherwise, check out her courses on online. Uh, make sure you follow her on Instagram and social media and share it with all your friends. 
Yeah, I just want to say, Shoresh, you have been an inspiration as well because we've been connected on the Low Carb Doctors Facebook group and you have posts and you make comments about my post. And um, I've been following your journey, how you become a um, lifestyle physician, doing ASLM and learning all these courses that you want to learn and you started podcast and uh, become carnival you have been a total inspiration for me and <laughs> made me want to do oh, wow, thank carnival you. at some stage so don't know i don't know when i'll be thinking about it mm. well thank you i mean i was going to ask at some point maybe do you think you would ever ever go down that route and, and try a carnival diet <laughs> possibly is the answer <laughs> <laughs> all right maybe that's a good place to end it then um well thank you again dr charlton i appreciate the calm words you've said back to me uh, it's been great talking to you today. And uh, yeah, anyone out there listening, make sure you go check out Dr. Charlton's social media, her website. And if you're down in Melbourne, go check her out at the uh, uh, Melbourne Low Carb Clinic. Thank you very much, Dr. Charlton. Thank you. Thanks, Suresh. Thank you, for this li Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50OFF. That's code 50OFF50OFF for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.